Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast that interviews pin makers about their journey through the pin game. I am your host, Eric from Warrior Pins. That's a lot of pins. Thanks for tuning in. Quick shout out to my Buy Me A Coffee supporters, Pin My Ride and Pins by Charlie. You guys always show up and that means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't checked out our Buy Me A Coffee page and you're interested in supporting the podcast, definitely do that. There are lots of fun ways to support and engage with the podcast. Link, as always, is in the show notes. Today's episode features the second half of my conversation with Rob from the pin shop Otherworld. If you thought the first half was good, just wait till you hear the rest. We talk about marketing with our pin brands, setting up booths for pin shows and displays and kind of geeking out over that, seeing what other pin brands are doing and how we can kind of leverage that in our own way, the pros and cons of having an Instagram account with 18,000 followers deleted, and so much more. Let's just go ahead, jump right into it. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with my pin pal, Otherworld. Two things. Do you have any specific advice for when it comes to actually producing pins? That's the first thing. Just be patient, especially when you're doing something like that. You're setting your own deadlines. So, like, don't really be too stressed about not making them or things taking a little bit longer than you originally anticipated. Just kind of be more understanding. The people overseas are people too. You know, they're not robots that are just answering emails. Not only that, like, you're you're building a relationship with people um whether it be a broker whether it be a a manufacturer whatever wherever you're ordering anything from you gotta understand that there are people on the other end of these phones emails and yeah just be patient with them nine times out of ten if you are a good or a good nice person and not rude disrespectful or anything like that they will help you solve your problem but if you're an asshole and you treat them as such, you will get the shit that comes out of the asshole. <laughs> like that, it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. like no, nine times. I, I mean, I having opened the shop. So when or when I opened this, I my intent was not. Oh, I'm doing a toy store. Like that was. I, I literally it became a toy store when I realized that I have a bunch of fucking toys and some of which I didn't want to keep. Some of which I collected uh, with the intent to sell in the future. I kind of brought them all here. I brought my pins, but I was also offering graphic design help. I was offering the custom pins. So I work with people on a customer service base every single day. I am the broker now. So I deal with the attitudes. I deal with not making a deadline because you got to understand your deadline isn't everybody's deadline you're one of many deadlines to a manufacturer they don't mm-hmm. stop because fucking other world is having a panic attack in the united <laughs> states because the red is not red like no like yep. they don't give like and it, same goes for all like all problems it's easy to point out the problem it's better to point out the problem with the solution yeah Big because time. what's yeah like I, I i anybody could point out the problem but like not everybody could give a solution to it right yeah well man i was going to ask if you had any specific advice for pin makers but i think that advice just kind of across the board everybody 
Yeah, no, I everybody, mean, garbage men, yeah. pin makers, swimmers, <laughs> water poloists. I don't know. <laughs> patience, patience is key, and patience will get you places in life. Truly, and I, I only speak from experience because I've been the impatient person. I've been mm-hmm. the patient person, and I would. It's a much pleasant place for the patient person. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it for is. sure. Um, so let's talk about marketing. I love this Ooh. portion of the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm into yeah. all this stuff, all these strategies. Like, not only do I want to shed light for our listeners, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm also taking my own notes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, same. No, dude. And I think that if you want another tip, like, you should always be taking notes. And don't even be like, I think it's more shady when you, like, when you act like you're not going to take an idea because then that just shows like ill intent. Like I'd rather just be straight up like, Hey, you're doing something good. I think I might, I might copy that. Like, you know, like I might mm-hmm. use that. Like, and just be straight up. Like, I think that's a lot more easier and probably the person that you're telling is going to respect you a lot more for doing that. Yep. And might even give you a few more pointers. Like I yeah. to do it better. So mm-hmm. yeah. Point in case, uh, Shout out, you know, move, move in silence, right? Yeah. Julio. Um, I've, dude, I've seen Julio. When you told me how you've seen my development, um, one person that I always look up to is Julio, uh, Julio from Move in Silence, uh, mainly because I've seen him literally from the beginning because that's kind of when I was starting. Um, I met him at the first Patches and Pins Expo in LA. And then shortly after that, we started vending together. But I've always admired his display, just like his work ethic, all that stuff. He's a cool dude. I really dig it. Point in case, I was just bending with bending next to him this past weekend, and I got to like watch how he operates, you know. And I'm just like, how he has like all his marketing set up and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, and I even told him, like, bro, like, that's like you're killing it with like the way you're structured right now. And he's just like, thanks, man. And I was just like, dude, don't be surprised if I'm like, I might start stretching that way. He's like, no, he's all bro. He's like all day. Like, why, why shouldn't you? Like, you know, like people should. You should never think that that somebody else is taking your clients from you. Like, you, or, I don't know if people ever feel that way. Like, they might feel as if. Uh, oh, if I promote somebody's this, they might steal a sale from me or some bullshit. But it's, it's never like that, dude. It, you're going to get the sales you're going to get. They're going to get the sales they're going to get. Your products are going to speak for you. So if you don't like what the results are giving you, then you have to do something about that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you change your product, change something. But don't ever think that somebody is taking something from you that you didn't are, that you didn't get. Like, cause I, and I, and I, I say all these things mainly because these are feelings that could kind of come up in somebody in the, in this game. I've seen it a lot, you know, like, and it's just like, it's, but it shouldn't be like that. There's enough fish out there for all of us. It's all yep. about going to the, going into the ocean and catching them, you know? And like, we're all fishermen. We need, and we need to help each other catch these goddamn fish. Otherwise, <laughs> We're all going to start. <laughs> well, I, I think you really hit the nail on the hammer with that one. I, 
we're not reinventing history just because like a new person is in the pin game. They're not going to find right. a new way to market pins. Like we've all been doing essentially the same thing, but it all comes down to like us individually and the people behind the brand. I could copy the same exact marketing strategy as like a bunch of other people, but if I don't have, if there's no value, if I'm not like putting my heart into it and my audience can't see that, then you know it's like then it's not going to work for me what works for you might not work for me it could work for me but i'm gonna it's working for me because i tailored it for me and tailored it for my audience so exactly it's like a suit yeah you know like your your suit (laughs) is gonna fit my body especially if i've been eating all these meatball subs and pizzas like you know like i'm gonna need that xl that i've been slipping into but no like everybody's different and that's fine always nitpick take notes mm-hmm. look at what they're doing maybe there's a way that you could or maybe not take the idea directly but modify it, like you said so that it fits your style a lot better and helps you get to that point as well or the get helps you get to where you want to go there's a bunch of people that i i've always admired geeky kinky kevin he always helps me with setups and stuff like that uh, we we've helped each other but i i i, I like Kevin always sends me pictures of like stuff that he gets. He's like, dude, check out this. And I'm like, I geek out. I love display (laughs) stuff. I love it. Like, dude, if you show me a cool way of displaying something, I geek out over it just because I'm like, wow, that looks cool. Like it's, I love, it's always been something that I enjoy. I love it. I love presenting some stuff. And you have cool displays too. Like when we were at Patches and Pins, it was either when we were vending together or (laughs) pictures that I've seen. You have like the bright pink milk crates. This stupid rack right here. You have the the little translucent. That thing right there. Yeah. No one. (laughs) No one has that. You're the only person where I see have that color. Retired. I retired this beast. Oh, God bless. No, no. And I, I did it for so long and that thing helped me tremendously, like tremendously. The hardest part about it, the reason why I retired it is that breaking it down, like uh, putting it together, <laughs> breaking it down was, uh, is a nightmare. And I, that's another tip that I would want to give to people in the pin community or whoever. Your setup always needs you like it can look amazing but if you can't fucking get it there in a way that is easy and you're like breaking your back just to try to put it up maybe it's not worth setting up because like you're gonna fucking kill yourself doing this shit every time i think about a display i think about me carrying that bitch in there because nine times out of ten i'm gonna have to carry that bitch in there stairs elevators like you know like all these things are there are obstacles that you might encounter getting to your destination Mm -hmm. um so you always want to you always want to keep that in mind like you want to carry that that, and i bring that up because that cube the way it was like how i brought it out right now imagine that thing loaded with pins it was a nightmare and very hard to hold like even when it's put together, it looks amazing, but it's it was a nightmare. But like, <laughs> luckily, I mean, I'll show you guys what I upgraded to. Yeah, let's see it. Exclusive it so, for the uh, for the YouTube uh, listeners right here. 
So I upgraded to these panels. Okay. I like. Uh, I like a lot. Yeah. So I, I hang them on off the edge of my little rack here, and it just works for me because when I take them to shows now, they break down like a whole lot easier, but they fit in my car like a hundred. Oh, sorry, like a hundred times better mm-hmm. than the cube. The cube was just eating so much space, and it was so awkward to hold. Just like a bunch. There was just a bunch of cons rather than pros for it. Um, but luckily the same company that makes them does these panels and these panels work a lot better, but it, it, it goes with showing that there's an evolution, like, you know, like you have to invest a little, you know, and it's not, you're not going to get it. You don't always get it right. The first time, dude, I wish I had a picture of the very first display I had. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) dude it was like i'm like i have nothing like none of the stuff that i use then i use now like at all like at all but it's just it's funny like i i could still picture it in my head and i'm just like what the fuck was i thinking like those pink crates were wooden crates and i was trying like oh bro i don't even know what the theme was but like it was just embarrassing but no, like I've come a long way from there and every show has allowed me to figure out something to improve. I like I said, I it may be my love for displaying and like just like how things are displayed that has allowed me to invest so much in my displays. But if if you really want to get to that level, it's something that you have to do. You have to invest mm-hmm. in displays. And it, and it's going to pay off because the better it looks, the more attractive it will be to your customers facts facts wow i think the original question what i was getting at was marketing marketing <laughs> but we, we marketing, wound bro. up all the way there but i love it well, because marketing. we were going to get into no. vending later <laughs> basically i just wanted to know how how does well we talked about how the the one size fit like strategies can be reused and and revised for our own stuff and i think we started talking about like displays and stuff like that and how that grew but what i want to know what i'm really curious about that was my marketing though because i i would say that the reason why is because a lot uh in the beginning the beginning it was all about instagram Mm -hmm. like before shows before vending it was all about instagram then instagram lost the chronological order with the algorithm and that's when shit just kind of got all weird but still i was kind of like okay well let's grow the instagram and then as the algorithm got more chaotic, I would, I would do, I would pay Like, didn't people do the pin Lord stuff and the patch yeah. game stuff? I did that. I did all that stuff, but I'll tell you this, having gone the second round after losing my account, I have mm-hmm. not done any of that. And I've great. I've gained, I'm at 3000 right now. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's nowhere near 18, but um, dude, it, no bullshit. I would rather take this 3000 over the 18. Why is that? Any day. Uh, I get more interaction with the, I get better interaction, not more, but better interaction with the 3000 that I have now than I did with the 18 K that I had fucking a year and a half ago, a year ago, mainly because like dude, the algorithm, if you don't, if you're not spending time on a person's profile, they're not going to show you their content. Mm hmm. So like even when it, people that don't like when you scroll past somebody's fucking photo and after you've done that to them, like 
five, six times, Instagram's going to realize you don't want to see that shit and they're going to fucking stop showing it to you. So when you think that it's okay to just kind of like scroll past somebody that you do like stuff without liking it or engaging with it, then they're going to stop showing it to you. Even if you do like it, we're not, uh, Instagram's not a mind reader. It's an action reader. So like your actions on the page is going to determine how, what it shows. Having known or knowing all this bullshit, I hate Instagram. Uh, and I stopped giving it my money because it's not worth it. It's to me, it's, it's not worth it. I've done the ads. Eh, they're okay. I will say what I'm currently using, which is really awesome. And I think is very, anybody could use it. And it's Etsy. Etsy is a great way to sell your products because when you pay for ads on Etsy, you actually get results, you get orders and you get interactions, um, which then help your page get better ratings, which then would attract more customers. So that right now, that's probably the only marketing that I'm doing. Oh, no, I do Etsy and then um, email, email. Nice. But I, even with my email stuff, I'm only sending like an email like once every two weeks, maybe once a month, uh, telling people about like new drops or like a sale I'm having or just kind of like big, big stuff. But that's been helping. And that's pretty much it. I would say collect, get some sort of email thing. Email is going to be a better thing to grab onto for vendors because that data is going to be stuff that you could utilize long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause if you, I mean, followers on Instagram, they delete your Instagram, you're gone. Like mm -hmm. they're done. And then what? So the data that you get from your shops, whether it be Etsy, Shopify, uh, big cartel, any of that information is going to be more valuable to somebody that's actually starting a business because that's going to be, that's all the information from the people that are buying from you. Like, you know, those are the people that actually give the most shits about you. So you want their information, keep them up to date. They're going to be the people that tell their friends about you. Uh, but it's also, this is stuff that you are in control of, not Instagram, not Etsy, not Shopify. Like these are you could contact them directly. So that, that's probably about the only marketing that I do is just Etsy right now. And, uh, and then word of mouth, ever since I did the shop, I, a lot of my stuff is just walk-ins. That's, I will, you said a lot right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, quality over quantity, I will always, always, always agree with. Um, and I, you know, just to touch on that, having the 3000 followers now versus the 18,000 before the account got deleted back then, I think we started around the same time we were growing our accounts like crazy pre algorithm change. So everybody saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone saw it, but I, I you also post at 3 PM people saw the 3 PM post. Yeah. Like, boom. Yeah. And it would, and it would blow up, but I think there was also a lot more, you get more eyes on it, but I think there were a lot more bots and stuff like that kind of running rampant um, that every time Instagram would kind of like crack down on the bots, not necessarily the algorithm, but I would like lose a good chunk of followers. And I remember losing a decent amount of followers. It was like under a grand, uh, under a thousand followers, but still a significant amount. Like after the algorithm changed, and they were making like some official release, like shadow banning was happening and they were trying to get rid of um, bots and spammers and things like that, that I saw that big number that like I worked so hard for just drop like that. 
but then I found out that like the people that did stay were were still engaging and liking and sending DMs. So I'm, so that's when I was like, I don't really care about the number. It's nice. It's cool to gloat around and say it might look good for sponsors and partnerships, but I just like adding the links and the swipe up thing. And that's probably the only yeah. thing I missed the most. So fuck that. <laughs> yeah I but mean, something like that could be easily substituted by having or by connecting your shopify to to your instagram and and the number is not indicative of how successful your business is like yeah couldn't be more the opposite of that so it sucks that you lost all those followers because i'm sure a good chunk of them were actually real people but psh, kobe nah dude it, it's uh <laughs> The craziest part about that, it wasn't losing the followers. It was losing, dude, I had some, like, oh, I had some people that I lost because of that, but like, it was very eye-opening. Like, dude, there was some brands, uh, like, dude, somebody who commented on my shit, like, oh, sucks that it happened to a bootlegger, like, just like talking shit. And this, like, they would do that, but they didn't even follow back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and it was just like constant, like people like that, where I'm like, oh, you were just, you've been an asshole this whole time. Like, if anything, I'm glad I lost my Instagram because it really weeded out a lot of people that I didn't need keeping tabs on me, that I didn't yeah. need like checking up on my shit just to make sure I'm just failing or whatever the fuck they want me to do. Um, so that was probably like the best part of it. I love the people that came over because those are the people that have been, uh, that I, those are the people that I do this for, mm -hmm. like, you know, and the people that I, that I've met from then till now, like same, like those are the people that want to mess with me. Those are the people that want to support other world. Those are the people that like what other world does. And so I'm glad to have them. Like I would not, it's almost like that 18 K was fake. Yeah, I, I can I can get that from you. You could tell when someone has a dope ass following when their likes and subscribe their likes and their interaction when mirror. the engagement is there. Yeah, dude, I laugh when you see like a 1.2 million person they got like 500 likes and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I'm like how? Like yeah, like what? Like how I do you see even it get all the, the blue time. check? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> but yeah it's all those click farms and stuff like that and man it's good that you 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 cleansed yourself of all those like haters and stuff like that <laughs> we come across yeah. them from time to time and it's just like to stop wasting your energy like you're not you know helping at all you're not providing anything like if any you just sound really je jealous really bitter like I'm sorry. Did you want to do what I'm doing? Cause like, I'm not stopping you. Like feel free to do, do all that stuff. Like, like you said, there's plenty of room for everyone to eat at this table. And I just don't get it. Like, why would you go about discouraging people and stuff like that? Like, so your, your feed and your, like, you're probably, everyone's usually better off without having to deal with any of that kind of stuff. It's just, we don't yeah, need that negativity. Sure, dude. Nah, negativity. You keep that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So you, we covered a lot with, with marketing yeah. just for that. And I feel like I didn't even get to like any of my questions, but I'm looking at them all. It's like, we've talked about all this stuff already. I love it, man. 
Let's move on to vending at shows. So we've talked about this, and we mentioned this earlier. We have vended at Patches and Pins Expo, and it's such a unique experience getting to connect with other individuals who not only like pins, but are like really interested in all these subsets of pins and all these fandoms, you know, in, in which pins are like keeping alive. What's your favorite memory? Like what's your favorite part about vending at shows and, and talk to me about uh, that. Dude, like, um, it's funny because when you or when the pandemic, well, pretty much you don't really know what you got till it's gone. So like when the pandemic hit and you I stopped doing shows, you kind of start. Oh, I mean, I started like missing all the people that I would see on the regular. Like you know, like you see all these people, you just chop it up. They become your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are coworkers, but like, do you spend like a whole? You spend a whole weekend a day like grinding together um so i think that that's probably my favorite part about vending it's connecting with both the people that come support you but also with the people that you're out there were hustling with like do these people like y'all in it together like you know like we're all out here trying to make a buck and Mm -hmm. yeah and that's another thing dude don't get it twisted everybody's out there to make a buck if you're out there for other reasons that's cool but i want to say the main reason why people do this is to so they could use their skills to make a buck that's there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that i and i say that because i've i've come across people that they they feel as if it's to do that is almost selling out and it's just like no fuck no like dude to to profit off of your craft is a beautiful thing not only that it's like dude you should be so lucky to be able to do that but yeah dude just the relationships that you make along the way i think is is really awesome like it's definitely something that you could you could take for granted if you don't recognize it but yeah these people become like a second family like you know and then it's just like the people you work with like they become a second family but i would say In this, it's a little bit deeper than that because nobody, like, no boss is sending you out there to do this. Like, you're out there on your own yeah, doing something for yourself and you meet these people who are out there on their own doing this for yourself and you guys come together on this common interest and then, like, who knows, the stuff you're making probably also vibe together and, like, you share interests that way and it's just, like, it's all these people with these common interests coming together and making an event for people with common interests and it's all this like it's it's all this stuff that brings us all together and lets us know that we're all connected it's cool yeah facts we're all connected it's like a big family reunion every time you know patches and pins rolls through in new york whether i'm vending or i'm just attending like it's just cool to see everyone and it's like okay let me you know make sure i got like pins and business cards because like everyone's gonna like want to talk and stuff like that and, and I had this thought when you were talking too. it's like going to one of these like patches and pins or, or just a pin show in general is like tapping into your audience pre Instagram algorithm changes. It's like those are the people you're like, that's who you want to reach. All those people who are just like super interested. And it like they're all right there. It's like just about everyone there is like the ideal customer and who we're trying to like fight for to get in front of like on social media. 
So for, you know, for all these like potential customers to be right there, physically right there in front of you, like it just makes the whole experience being a pin maker, being a business owner that much better, which is really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Like definitely. But I can't, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Like, yeah. Family I think reunion. About most, Love it. Dude, it's like a family reunion. It's like a, a, a company um, party. Like, you know, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, like, I, I mean, it's, I think it's crazy. There's been a couple of times where like afterward we'll go get dinner with like a bunch of makers and stuff like that. And it's cool. Like it's just, it's a trip to me that a pin, my idea for a pin spawned all this yo like you know an an idea for a pin spawned all this like i'm just like whoa idea for a pin spawned this podcast and our friendship like (laughs) yeah like literally an idea for a pin brought us like your idea for your pin an idea for my pin two separate ideas that were thought of in two completely different places spawned all this it's wild it's a beautiful thing <laughs> but it's wild yeah, man it the <laughs> odds the chances of us even existing let alone like meet like it's just crazy <laughs> dude it, it is man when you literally think of all the little nuances and how everything just kind of interconnects like it's a trip man it's a mm-hmm. fucking huge trip all right man so we've been talking for a minute now this is going to be yeah. a lengthy episode and i hope our listeners slash watchers are really enjoying this let's just cut right to the end uh i love doing this little q a rapid fire portion give me the first thing that's going to come to your head when i ask you one of these questions are you ready right. rob yes was that okay. the first question yes Okay, yes. Cool, we're off to a great start. Final (laughs) answer. All right, here we go. Do you prefer soft enamel pins or hard enamel pins? In the beginning, I preferred hard enamel pins, but lately I really love soft enamel because they capture uh, the detail of line work a lot better without having to add shadowing and highlights. Mm, Delicious answer. I like that a lot. Are you into <laughs> dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins? Uh, both. Um, I prefer dyed metals because dyed metals is kind of like being able to paint the canvas any color. Um, so dyed metals, I love. And that's another reason why I like soft enamel because it's the only metal that you can use a dyed metal with. Um, I love glow-in-the-dark. However, I think it... For me, it only works best when it's done on white. Um, when you try to use glow in the dark for other colors, it doesn't always look well. It doesn't. It, for me, it just doesn't always go well. Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, rubber backings or the metal butterfly backings? Easy. Rubber backings. Rubber backings. You can. There's just way more. Let me show you. Oh, rubber backings all the way, bro. Come on, look at that. Dayo. Wow, that's why I like rubber backings because you, you. It's also more custom, more customizable. I am a hat guy, so I put pins on my hat, so I don't want no metal backing stabbing me in my head. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Good answer. Uh, what's your favorite metal to make pins on? Zinc, iron. They're both good. Okay, okay. 
What's the last pin mashup that you can remember seeing on like Instagram that you were like, whoa? I'll tell you one. I recently saw yeah. Kirby with a bong, and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, when I, when you said that, I mean, I think of T Crux. T Crux is like my mashup mentor. Um, and he did a master shake. So over, uh, backtrack, I've been getting into Naruto like this past, over the quarantine, I finally got a chance to like sit down and watch every single fucking episode. And I'm like, ah. anyways, um, <laughs> so he did. And I love, for those of you that know me, I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So he did a mashup of uh, Shake and Shake Jr., as Itachi and Sasuke from Naruto, and I thought that shit was hilarious, and I really hope he pins. <laughs> I like that. All right, we'll clip yeah. the sad and send it to him. Yeah, <laughs> give him a shout out. Um, what's your favorite pin hashtag? <laughs> hashtag. Oh god, <laughs> I, uh, it's funny. Coming in with the heat, and, you like, know, <laughs> dude. It's just funny. Like how how many times have you written out a hashtag? <laughs> over the past five years oh my god yo. <laughs> dude i would love that stat of how many times i've come up with a fucking hashtag oh uh, dude how many times have you hashtag uh fucking uh pin game or uh all the time oh, dude so i have i have my when i start hashtagging i hashtag if it isn't something about other world it's like lapel pins enamel pins pins pin collecting pin collectors um the one that i always laugh at is pins for sale <laughs> i'm like i don't know why I, it's, so I would, funny. it's funny to me because i'm just like i would i guess i i i wouldn't subscribe to that hashtag no it, it, it sounds like a bunch of like older folks <laughs> going on instagram trying to find pins for sale <laughs> like it's like grandpa so you know like yeah no so we could I, I always thought that one was for fun that, that one was funny i've never used that one or maybe i have a couple times but but yeah i would probably say those are probably just like funny ones that i've always thought pins for sale okay like, okay are you <laughs> no hey no i'm not knocking anybody that uses it I, this is just coming from somebody who has to think of hashtags like all the time and i fucking hate <laughs> 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 so i'm like ah pins pins everything like every hashtag that has pins in it i'm like ah but yeah or yeah creating acronyms for everything yeah but yeah it's a lot yeah i ended up just <laughs> writing them all once and then putting it in a little note and so i just copy and paste everything but then you have to oh i just started doing that but then i have to have one for every like with whether it's wrestling or ninja turtles or yep. stuff like that yeah but it's all good it, yeah you know it's it's part of the game speaking of game exactly are you Get your hashtags up <laughs> are you it? pin game strong or pin game proper What's, what are the differences? Difference? I don't think there is a difference. It's just two oh. different hashtags. I'm just seeing which I'm, one I'm, you prefer. I'm pin game confused. Uh. <laughs> that is an acceptable answer. I like that. That is a first. I'll accept that. <laughs> are you a pin addict or a pin collector? Um, I'm a pin collector. I would say in the beginning I was a pin addict. But when you make as many pins as i've made and traded as many pins as i've traded dude like look at this 
Oh my gosh. This uh oh. This is one of like I don't know how many boxes I have of pins I've traded. It got to a point where I started getting Ziploc bags and I started to um, separate them somehow by whether they were like Dragon Ball Z pins or like, cause dude, I have a big ass board at my house filled. I had two other boards that were filled, but uh, the cork was starting to deteriorate on those. So I took mm-hmm. all the pins off those and I just rocked with the big one. So bro, I got bags, like Rubbermaid <laughs> containers just filled with pins bro like if there is ever a revolution i'm gonna be like the patriot like melting them down and making like bullets musket bullets like (laughs) i love it where's your favorite place to rock a pin all right here in the hat nice yeah i've always been a hat guy um i love to wear them like i think the most cleanest spot is like right towards the front yeah yeah, that's. I think that's the dopest. Yeah, that's where I rock them, and right by the 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 snapback part too. Yeah, if you can get a good one that fits right there, that looks clutch. Oh yeah, bro. I, I have can. a Nets hat, a Brooklyn Nets hat. Well, it's like a vintage, so it's a New Jersey Nets hat. But but I found Dang. a '90s uh, Nets pin somewhere on Etsy. Or I, I actually I think I got it from the Pintrell store in Brooklyn. It was just there, Dang. and fate just happened to be on my side. But I rock it right in the back. Oh, well, actually, I wear my hats snapbacks backwards, so I guess it would be the front. But it's right. You by don't wear the... it sideways? Nah, man, I don't wear it sideways. I ain't cool like that. Not like Rob. Oh, boy. Not like O W <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Not like O. <laughs> oh, like Rob. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Donnie. Donnie. Uh, I could see Donnie, Donnie in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like growing up, I was a party dude. I like I love Michelangelo, but I would say I identify most with Donnie, like okay. or Raph. I have a hot head like Raph, but I think I'm a little bit of it. Like, I think the beauty in the Ninja Turtles is that you could find a little bit of each one of them in like you know the aspects of their their attributes that they have. Like a little, mm-hmm. I identify with a little bit of all of them. The leader, Leo, and the hot head Raph. The nerdy donnie and the party dude mikey i think that i think that's why ninja turtles are so popular is that you can identify with all four of them in some way spoken like a true shellhead i love it (laughs) (laughs) all right here's a new question that i just came up with specifically for you because i think i've seen you post about uh some kobe pins and stuff like that so i think you have a pretty general good knowledge about basketball i want you to put together a starting five with characters from the TMNT universe, heroes or villains? A starting five? A starting five. Easy. Well, I mean, it would be the the Turtles and Casey. Okay. You think yeah, the Turtles like, and not- Casey can take on like the Krang android and the Technodrome like in a basketball game? You think they can take yeah. on Metalhead and Slash? And 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 super size shredder from the second live action movie. Well, you think they could work with all those guys? Like, oh, I oh, those... I didn't even think about chemistry. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You got to have chemistry, okay. bro. Like, dude, you're talking about the four brothers <laughs> who are like these ninjas going to be doing slam dunks all over everybody. And then you got Casey, the fucking sports junkie over here. <laughs> like, what? This guy carries a hockey stick. Cricket. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess I didn't put that much thought into it. I'm just thinking like Dude, short that, that power. shredder with the the Michael Bay shredder gonna cut up the basketball. He's not gonna be able to oh, touch God. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I guess if Michael Jordan and LeBron James can be monsters, then uh then uh, you know the turtles are gonna wait. Is is the space jam already out? The new one? No, I think it comes it comes out in July. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I was but like, dude, I go. They're already toys. I, King I was at Target. The the toys they look terrible. Absolutely they, uh, terrible. But I'm still gonna I, buy I them. actually I see <laughs> <laughs> I seen the toys. They do look bad. Yeah. Um that's I haven't seen the Godzilla versus King Kong, but that the toys were a spoiler for like everything that happens in it. And I'm like, ah yep. That's exactly but, what happened with the toys too. But yeah. Oh well. All right, Rob. Two more questions for you. What accomplishment are you most proud of with Otherworld? Is it actually getting uh, like a physical store set up? Any celebrities no. interact with any celebrities? I mean, I know Will Sasso may or may not have bought my pins uh, <laughs> a week ago, but uh, that's not my proudest moment. Nor was when. I was waiting in line and I said hi to Jim Carrey and he said hi back. <laughs> but I I lost my job of 14 years and Otherworld was there to save me. Mm. Like, mm. Uh, I, dude, not only that, like you got to take into account, like I lost my job, just had a baby, um, pandemics kicking off, like, all this shit's happening and literally the only thing that kept me afloat was other world and i would say yeah dude that and to to bounce back from all that and open up a shop because of sorry because of other world like gotta take my hat off to it oh yeah that for sure wow yeah good for you man i mean you put in the work so it's no surprise you. you got to this point but Thank you. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Good for you. Thank you. I love it. Last question, and I end the podcast every episode with this. What are the little things in life for you? What are the little things in life for me? Germs. <laughs> no, uh, what are the little things in life for me? Um, you know, being able to actually go through a day without stress and like hanging out with your family and just like, dude, today, today was a beautiful day. Today was like, sun was out, got good news. Like I'm still alive. Like, dude, what's not to like about stuff like that? Those are the little things to me, like little things like that all day, like are what keep me happy, keep me sane. Yeah. I love it. I love that answer. And I can definitely subscribe to that answer too. wake up. The sun is out. More importantly, we're alive. We're able to talk to other people. I always think life can be much worse. Always, always. much worse. Um, mm -hmm. So it's good that you can kind of sit back and look at those things and just reflect and be happy. That's really important. Yeah. I love it. Dude, because you, you never know when you're not going to have those things. Mm -hmm. And you just got to be thankful that they're here now. Mm -hmm. Even if, because, yeah. Yeah. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Rob, you made it to the end of Pin Pals. How do you feel? I feel good, dude. I never thought this day would come. No, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm really, I'm, I really thank you, Eric, for um, giving me another shot at this. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, dude, this was amazing. I, I'm glad we covered all the topics we did. I hope that anything that I said could kind of help whoever is listening. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate you for creating this platform for us to do this. Of course. Oh, it was my pleasure, Rob. It's always, you know, every time we get to talk, whether it's in the DMs or meeting up at shows or like, it's always a good time. Like you're a brother from another mother and, uh, you know, to be able to find the time just to to talk like this and to just get into the, get into things that we aren't really able to get into when we're vending at shows because we're just so busy is really cool. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and sharing your expertise and your knowledge. I definitely think our listeners will learn a thing or two about the pin game. <laughs> if they don't, uh, call Eric. He'll give you your money back. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to refund you your time. I'm the time master. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, um, dude, if, they don't learn, if you don't learn something from this or take something from this, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, man, I took lots of mental notes <laughs> while we were talking, so. I dropped a, a bunch of knowledge bombs. Yes, for sure. Well, uh, I'm going to give you the floor. Um, feel free to give okay. out any shout outs. Tell the listeners what you have going on, what's happening. Um, take it away. Cool. Well, first of all, thank you, Eric. Um, I want to thank all my pin people. Uh, Whitney from Little Boat for giving me the shout out when she was on your show, dude. Shout out uh, episode four. Hey, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to all my pin people. Like, you know, um, there's a lot of people that I started off with in the beginning, but you know, life happens. We go separate ways. I give a shout out to them. I give a shout out to the people that supported me from day one, the people that just found me today. Yeah, dude, I love doing this stuff for you. So the more interaction and support that I get from the people um, just keeps me going. It keeps me hungry to do more for more of this. Uh, so if you want, you can find me on Instagram. The new Instagram is Otherworld 2.0. I also have an Etsy account. You can find me on Etsy as Otherworld Shop. Um, you could come to LA if you're in LA. You could come to the Otherworld store. It's open Monday through Friday and the occasional Saturday from twelve. Well, it's open from nine to five, but I'm here usually from twelve to five. So come check me out. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I think I said that too many times. I'm really oh, noticing the things that I say in abundance. <laughs> like, um, uh, so so tell me about this. So tell me about that. So I apologize, but. Yeah, um, it's all good. Definitely check out Otherworld if you're in LA. Totally worth stopping by the shop. Rob is a good dude. If you're lucky, you'll be able to buy pins directly from him. And, you know, maybe get uh, a high five. You know, I think we're, we're crossing the threshold where we can start high-fiving and hugging people. <laughs> so, so that's really cool. Again, Rob, I just want to thank you for your time. This has been an enjoyable conversation. I know for sure that I will be hitting the rewind button and reliving uh, this wonderful conversation time and time again. Appreciate <laughs> you, brother. Thank you so much. No problem, dude. Thank you, uh, bud. Have a good one, bro. Bye. Peace. You too. Later.
And thus concludes episode 13 of Pin Pals, the first podcast about enamel pins. How was that for an entertaining conversation? If you like what Rob had to say, I highly recommend you visit the show notes to visit his shop link. That will be in your best interest. Go ahead and pick up some pins, drop a comment, maybe give him a follow. Definitely show some support for a fellow small business pioneer. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and making it this far, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, maybe you're double dipping and listening and watching to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue to spread the word as much as you can. Share the podcast with a friend or on Facebook, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, wherever. It all helps in the long run. Following, liking, subscribing, turning on notifications also helps tremendously. There are so many ways to support the podcast and I see you guys doing it and thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't say it enough. If you really want to show up with your support, then check out our Buy Me A Coffee page where you can buy me a coffee, aka leave a tip or donation for the podcast. Just think of it as like a little tip jar. I also have monthly subscriptions you can check out if that's your thing. You can get early access to guest info, member-only Instagram posts, shout-outs, and so much more. Link to that will be in the show notes. If you have any questions about today's episode, please feel free to shoot me an email, thepinpalspodcast at gmail.com, or go ahead and shoot me a DM. We're on Instagram at pinpalspodcast. Lastly, we have a new Apple podcast review from the homie Morrison the Great. Hang with me on this review. All right, here we go. Due to the pandemic taking away my hour-long commute, I no longer have time in my day to listen to podcasts. However... I always, capitalize always, always find time to listen to Pin Pals. This show is filled with great anecdotes, entertaining guests, a knowledgeable and charismatic host, and a plethora of information for pin makers, both new and old. I highly recommend making time to listen to Pin Pals each week. Woo! Morrison the Great. I believe your name is Chris think i see you i think that's it uh wow what a review thank you so much and with that one we are one away from 25 star rating reviews how about that that in itself is a pretty impressive milestone in my eyes i wonder who's going to be the lucky dude or dudette to help a brother out that's all i have for this week thank you so much for tuning in we will be back with episode 14 next week i've been your host eric from warrior pins remember folks it's the little things in life have a good one peace